for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Good day, everyone, and welcome to today's Living Life. Now, when I say the word alien, what is the first color that pops into your head? Alien and color. Now, I'm pretty sure for like 98% of you, the first color would be green, right? We have that image of the large head with the slanty eyes, you know, and green skin. Um, alien that's been embedded into our minds and brains uh, by pop culture, movies, and, you know, the Martian movies, uh, and so forth. So now when I say Christian, not color, but what is the first, well, in a sense, color, the first characteristic that pops into your head. Today, we're going to talk about that whatever it may have been for you, uh, that it should be service. That service should be the first characteristic, the defining characteristic of a default posture or mode for a Christian should be. So today's passage shows us that service is that default posture of a Christian. Let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Matthew chapter 20, verses 17 through 34. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the twelve aside and said to them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death, and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want? He asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, 
Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. So talking about service, it's interesting that from the beginning that Jesus makes sure uh, to his disciples that he himself is a follower. If you look at verse 19, he says that he will be raised, the Son of Man, meaning he, will be raised from the dead. And verse 23, that my Father has prepared. So even Jesus has things happen to him. It is the Father that will raise. It is the Father that prepares. And not just in this passage, but throughout the Gospels, Jesus keeps going back to the Father who has sent him. It, the Son does the will of the Father who has sent the Son. And people, you know, when they think about being a good leader or just in good leadership in general, they think you need to start leading. That's what being a leader is about. You lead. Leaders lead, right? And something that I have begun to learn about leading uh, now, you know, kind of after some years, is that to be a good leader, you need to be a good follower, right? Being a good leader is actually starting to start with follow well. It, it is all about following. Serving well means following well. Sometimes the quality or even the quantity of service isn't so much the point. Sometimes we think, well, I will be a good follower, but we have to think about the quality and the quantity. You know, there needs to be a, either a balance or a perspective or something. Sometimes that is not as much of a thing as we think because it is also has to do with perspective. Perspective of the leader, perspective of the follower. As a follower, sometimes the quantity or the quality is not the point. The following is the point. Now, it's ironic that the mother of James and John came to Je comes to Jesus um, after he privately takes the 12 disciples aside and basically tells them, gives them a preview of, of what is going to happen, that he's going to be executed, he's going to die, he's going to suffer and die. And the mother of James and um, John comes along and says, you know, Jesus, when you are in your place of honor, you know, put my son on your left and on your right. Now, granted, um, James and John's mother probably wasn't there to hear, you know, that first couple of verses, verse 17 to 19, because it says it was just the 12 disciples. But James and John were there, and they should have known better. Now, speaking of mother of James and John, I actually learned something that I had never heard, that I did not know in preparing for this devotional. Like in my, I mean, I grew up in the church, so like, let's say 30 something years of, you know, being at church and listening to sermons, you know, through the ages, my ages, I mean, right? Um, I've never heard this, but did you know that the mother of James and John was most likely Jesus's aunt? Have you heard that before, right? Jesus's aunt, which means John is Jesus's cousin, right? I don't know, I don't know about you, I have never heard this before. Now, and this isn't just someone's guess. If you cross-reference when Jesus was on the cross, um, Matthew chapter 27, verse 56, Mark chapter 15, verse 40, John chapter 19, verse 25, these three verses talk about the women that were present when Jesus was being crucified. And if you cross-reference them, there is a name that comes up, Salome. And she, if you read 
John's reference is most likely is referred to as the sister of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Right? Isn't that interesting? Now, it's not just an interesting bit of trivia. It actually has to do with today's um, passage as well. Now, this would explain, in part, the audacity of probably Salome, uh, James's, uh, James and John's mother, to come to Jesus and ask for her sons to be in the places of honor when Jesus becomes like a king or a ruler of some kind. It would also explain Jesus entrusting his mother to John when he was on the cross and also John's very special relationship that he has, very close uh, relationship that he has with Jesus as well. It actually you know, puts a lot of things into perspective and it makes sense, right? Now, it's also somewhat encouraging to read that even Jesus' 12 disciples didn't really understand Jesus' teaching, right? Jesus has been teaching about, you know, the first becoming the last, you know, the, the Beatitudes, blessed is he, and so forth, and they still don't get it. James and John, they still, in their heads, is we want to be like the executives. We want to be the vice presidents and, and so forth when, you know, Jesus, our teacher, comes into his power, into his kingdom. That's what they are thinking about. But then Jesus takes them all aside and he says, Among you, the people of God, you, the people of God, will be different, must be different. The leader must be a servant. The first must become a slave. Now, the second one is even more like contrasting than the first. It's kind of more shocking. A slave, right? I mean, you understand uh, the word slave even now has, you know, very negative connotations. Back then, there were slaves everywhere. You know, people treated like property all over the place. So it was a very familiar thing. But I think at the same time, though it may seem extreme, it is the perfect illustration, the perfect example. A slave obeys, period. A slave is the purest servant where they, in a sense, have no will of their own. They only do what is commanded and what is the will of the master. So it is a wonderful illustration of our posture and default position or characteristic as a Christian that we are here to serve no matter what. If you want to be a leader, you serve. You want to be first, then you must be like a slave. Now, I think something for us to think about is that the church can easily become a place where people expect to be served. But as we read in today's passage, Jesus himself says very clearly and strongly, he did not come to be served, but to serve and to be a ransom for many, to be sacrificed for the many. And that is connected to his service. That was his greatest act of service. So I believe that you are not part of the church unless and until you are serving a church, meaning your local church. If you're not serving there, then you are not really part of the greater holy universal church. So you can serve because you have the heart of a servant. I think this is the, one, the best picture. But if you are not there yet, I think you can also develop the heart of service by practicing service, by serving. So my encouragement to you today is to think about what you do on a Sunday. Have you thought about why the worship is called a service? 
it's a worship service because it is a place of worship where the people of God come to serve each other, where you are served and you serve at the same time back and forth. Find a place to serve. If it's, you know, it doesn't have to be only a Sunday, obviously. It can be any time throughout the day, but you need to be serving your church to build up the church and to really be part of the body of Christ as Christ has shown us and commanded us. Amen? Let's pray. God, we thank you for your example, Lord. Uh, we thank you for helping us to understand, oh God, how to follow you, how to be like you. And in the way that you have come, not to be served, but to serve. We want to grow that same heart in us, O oh Lord. So may you guide our eyes, Lord. Help us to be connected to people, ministries, pastors, to be able to talk and ask them to help us to be connected, not just in terms of participation, but in terms of sacrifice and service so that we can be of one body, we can be one church together, O oh Lord, with you as the head. So we thank you. Help us to serve to grow that heart in us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.